Hello everyone, it's Bill Thompson, T-Bill, and welcome to Plain Market Talk, where I will provide a straightforward interpretation and analysis of current market news based on my background as a retired Wall Street stockbroker with almost 50 years of experience. And I will also provide business lessons to help you become much more successful with your personal finance, trading, and investments. So let's get started. Hey everyone, it's Bill Thompson, T-Bill. Welcome to Plain Market Talk. Today's Tuesday, February 22nd, 2022. Okay, the market's had a down day today uh, in relation to the news over in Ukraine. We'll talk about that. Uh, the first economic sanctions put on by the United States and its allies are now in place. But we'll talk about much more severe sanctions that could be put in place, uh, including um, some, uh, one that you may not really hear a lot about involving Russian billionaires spending part of the year in the United Kingdom. Uh, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the uh, Russian stock market today, what's been going on with that, as well as the exchange rate between the Russian ruble and the U.S. dollar. So we do have that news. Uh, Macy's had some good earnings. Uh, we've got the uh, parent company of Fatburger, the restaurants, was plummeting today on news of some possible financial issues with their CEO, uh, Amazon, suing some uh, fake review companies also. And we got a little bit of other news out there also. All right, so I'm, I've talked about on numerous sessions in the past. The one thing the market does not like is uncertainty. And obviously, it's a very uncertain situation with Ukraine, Russia, possible economic sanctions, possible war. Uh, and so the markets were down somewhat today. We had the Dow Jones Industrial Average down 1.42%, S&P 500 down 1.01%, uh, NASDAQ Composite down 1.23%. Wouldn't be surprised to see the market actually bounce back up at least from these levels, at least short term, although there's obviously a lot of unpredictable news that could drive them in either direction. But, you know, I mentioned before that, you know, the market tends to overreact both on the upside and downside, particularly on the downside. Uh, and then tends to bounce back some. So we'll, we'll see what's going on there. Okay, as far as the Russian stock market, uh, all right, so it trades actually, if you want an indication on it, it actually trades under the symbol M-O-E-X from Moscow Exchange. So you can type that in just like any other stock symbol and give you an idea what is going on. But to, put, um, to give you a summary, it was up a little bit today, actually, but has been down 20% in the last few days, so it's lost a fifth of its value. But if you're interested, MOEX, there is a stock exchange in Russia. I mean, it's nowhere near the size of like the New York Stock Exchange, Tokyo Exchange, you know, Hang Seng in uh, 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 Hong Kong or the uh, Deutschland Exchange, DAX in Germany and uh, so forth, London Exchange. But anyway... Um, a matter of fact, I remember back in the 80s, we had some visitors to the New York Stock Exchange when they were looking to set this thing up. So, um, But anyway, M-O-E-X, if you want to keep an eye on that. All right, Russian ruble. Uh, in general terms, the ruble, it usually is about 75 Russian rubles to one U.S. dollar. That's just general. It does move around somewhat. Currencies move around due to supply and demand. It has to do with inflation rates in one country or the other. Uh, foreign exchange, as far as uh, trade, uh, demand for goods because of trade, lots of things. But anyway, but it's just a general number. So the way that would work, um, 75 rubles to buy one U.S. dollar. 
let's say you have a you know, normal time, somebody in Russia uh, who wanted to go on vacation and they wanted to come to Central Florida where I live and stay at a hotel here in Central Florida. So let's say the hotel room is $100 a night. Okay, I'll keep the numbers simple. Okay, so the hotel wants to be paid in U.S. dollars, but the person in Russia, you know, their bank account is in rubles. So what they would need to do is convert the rubles need to be converted into dollars. So if it costs 75 rubles normally to buy one U.S. dollar, we'll multiply that by 100, that hotel room would cost the Russian um, visitor 7,500 rubles a night is the way they'd be looking at it. Okay, so what's been happening in the last few days, uh, investors, international currency traders, have been selling off the ruble and moving into other currencies. Now, they, they haven't been devastating it. This news is not new to the markets. Uh, but basically, over the last few days, they've, they've uh, driven its value down. Uh, called a weakening of the currency, where it took, as a couple of days ago, it was 80 rubles to buy a U.S. dollar. It's sitting around 78 rubles to buy a U.S. dollar as of just a little bit ago. I was just checking it. Uh, by the way, you can type in on any search engine you use, Google, whatever, uh, currency converter, and all these um, calculators come up that are relatively up to date. I mean, I probably wouldn't trade on that data, um, data but it's not, it's not too... Um, Far from what's going on, the international currency market's a 24-hour uh, day market. Uh, Yahoo also has a good co uh, currency converter. But anyway, all right, back to our situation here. Let's just say eighty dollars. It costs or 80, 80 rubles to buy a dollar. So now that hotel room is still a hundred dollars a night, but the the Russian visitor now has to pay eight thousand rubles uh, a night to stay there versus seventy five hundred just a few days ago. So see how all of a sudden. American um, products and services now appear to be more expensive to somebody in Russia, but it works the opposite normally to an American looking to go visit Russia. Let's say that a room in, say, Moscow would be 10,000 rubles a night. Well, under normal times, you could buy 75 rubles for every dollar, so 10,000 divided by 75. Uh, to an American, that room would cost $133.33 a night. We'll say, you know, 133 just to round off. Well, now, if that dollar buys 80 rubles, that hotel's still 10,000 rubles a night. So 10,000 rubles divided by 75, uh, excuse me, divided by 80, sorry, I'm getting all messed up here. Uh, 10,000 divided by 80. Uh, now that room in Moscow is only $125 a night to an American. See, so Russian products appear to be less expensive. American products, more expensive to a Russian. Uh, and so we sometimes think of weakening as always being bad, but not especially. I mean, when a hurricane weakens, that's good. Uh, the, uh, so when a currency weakens, a country's currency weakens versus another currency, it actually stimulates exports generally because that country's items and services now appear cheaper. And what some countries do on occasion over the years, they do a purposeful, what's called devaluing of their currency. They purposely lower its value on world markets to make their items suddenly appear less expensive. The problem there, the international currency markets are so tied together, the other countries are simply, they readjust their currencies immediately uh, uh, to put it back to where it was. Although sometimes they do act in conjunction together to purposely allow a country to devalue its currency, to stimulate exports. If, if it's, say, it's an ally, 
that is having a, a particular economic issues, then sometimes they do allow that. But anyway, so that's generally how that works. But see, it's not going to work in this case with Russia because there are going to be sanctions put in place. So what are those sanctions? Okay, so a few very weak sanctions have been put in place so far by the United States and its allies, uh, but they're holding back some pretty severe sanctions if they feel the need to, like Russia launches a full-scale invasion of Ukraine and so forth. So some of them are this. Uh, Russia's banking system, stock markets, everything, are very reliant on other banks around the world, particularly the United States, Europe, and Japan. And these countries could cut off credit and trade, and that will cripple the, uh, excuse me, not the U.S., will cripple the Russian economy almost overnight. Um, there are other issues they can do. A lot of Russian factories use components that are manufactured in the United States, uh, European countries. They could cut off the components coming into their factories uh, which would shut their factories down almost overnight. These sanctions can be pretty severe. Um, there's also the issue, uh, Russian billionaires spend part of their year in the United Kingdom. This has been controversial. It's been going on for around 13 years. Uh, the United States does not allow them to spend uh, part of their year. The United States does not give them visas to live here part of the year. But the United Kingdom does allow Russian billionaires to live in the United Kingdom. They maintain homes there. They shop at Harrods, all these things. Uh, and they, they contribute some money to the uh, United Kingdom economy. It's been controversial for years. Some of these Russian uh, billionaires uh, are at least alleged to not always be doing legal things. Well, anyway, uh, they spend about six months a year living in the United Kingdom. And all the United Kingdom has to do is revoke their visas, send them all back to Russia, and not allow them to re-enter the United Kingdom. And these billionaires have a lot of influence with very high levels of the uh, Russian government, including President Putin. Uh, that would really hurt them because uh, they, they do like living in the United Kingdom at least part of the year. So something else that could happen. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on this news, see what's going on. All right, so let's move on to a few more mundane things today. Fat Burger, uh, Fat Brands, the company is stock symbol is fat. Uh, and it's a chain of like hamburger places. It's also a band. Uh, it's a uh, smooth jazz band. I've been around since like the 80s out in San Diego. I've met a few of those guys over the years. Fat Burger, I think they're still around. But anyway, Fat Brands, F-A-T, that stock was down 22.8%. Apparently, there is now investigation, Securities and Exchanges Commission's involved, perhaps financial misdoings by their CEO. That is never a good, a good thing for the investors to hear. There's possible thought of maybe the financial statements are not accurate. Who knows? Who knows? So it says that the family behind Fat Burger, including their CEO, under investigation for alleged fraud, money laundering, who knows what else. Money laundering is taking illegal money and making it legal into the system. So I'll talk about another day how that works. Um, anyway, I, I guess I shouldn't talk too much about it and people start doing it, but I'll at least let you know how it sometimes works. But anyway, um, yeah, they own Fat Burger, the company, Johnny Rockets. So if you guys have any of them where you are and so forth, uh, said the federal agents have raided the home of the CEO's family members and who knows what's going on there. But keep an eye on that because, again, uh, I think the company itself's possibly doing okay. That could be an overreaction there. All right. 
Uh, Macy's, Macy's reported good earnings. Uh, Macy's stock symbol, this is an easy one to remember. It's simply M for Macy's. Uh, I remembered years ago when I was with the New York Stock Exchange, no company had the symbol M. Uh, I was told it was being held for Microsoft, but they decided to stay on NASDAQ. So anyway, uh, so Macy's, um, they released good earnings. And let's see, their stock... uh, is yesterday, I believe it shot up from twenty-five and a half dollars a share up to about twenty-eight dollars percentage-wise, pretty good. But then it's pulled back some now, back to actually where they actually below where they were a few days ago. So investors probably selling off with the markets. But uh, Macy's was having some problems a few years ago. There was talk they could go bankrupt, and people were in a panic, like what'll happen to the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. But overall, they're doing pretty well financially. So uh, one to keep an eye on. All right, a couple more here. It says Amazon sues two companies that allegedly helped fill the site with fake reviews. Yeah, this has been an issue for a while. It says that um, third-party sellers alleged, allegedly paid these companies App Sally and Rebatest for product reviews. Uh, what they do basically, they pay people. They offer these comp- outside companies. Look, if you give us a good review on these products we'll give you a list for we'll we'll give you something for free uh and it's been a problem for years with amazon with some of these fake reviews uh it's like i know youtube has had to deal with that years ago with um you know suddenly you had so many like plays of some music video or something and it found out that you somebody was paying some company in asia just to have people sitting there clicking on it all day long just to run up the views um so anyway, but yeah, this is something Amazon's been working on for a while. Uh, and it says Amazon now accounts for more than half of all e-commerce sales. Okay. Uh, but they said fake reviews have been an issue for a while. So anyway, all right. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, you know, what's going on there with some of these fake reviews. I know sometimes they put verified purchase on now, and I guess at least they're verifying somebody actually bought the thing. But all right, so we got that. And we'll wrap things up here in a minute. What else we got going on here? Just a few other things here. Uh, Palo Alto Networks, that's a cybersecurity company. I've actually talked about them before. Um, It looks like they uh, had some good earnings. There are a few companies still releasing earnings, although we're near the end of earnings season. And it looks like they're up 6.2% in the aftermarket. Oh, sorry, stock symbol P-A-N-W, Paul, Apple, Nancy, William. So keep an eye on them. That's a company that seems to continue to be doing well. Um, We've got another one, Range Resources. May or may not be familiar with them. They're, They're an energy company. And it looks like they've also reported good earnings. They're up 7.2%, symbol RRC, Ralph, Ralph, Charlie. Sometimes during uncertain economic times, too, investors tend to start going back to some more core stocks. So this could be something else to keep an eye on. And let's see, do we have, I think we had one more I wanted to mention. Yeah, Virgin Galactic. Um Okay, uh, this one, that's the space company, the one that you know, launches the uh, people to the edge of space. Uh, their stock trading symbols, SPCE for space, Sam, Paul, Charlie, Edward, up uh, 6.9, down 6.9% in the regular market, up 4% now in the after hours market. It's a $7.82 a share stock. They're just all over the place. Uh, they're up, they're down, they're up, they're down. So 
this is one to keep an eye on. They've been generally down, though, over the last uh, few months. They were, matter of fact, I talked about them a couple of months ago that, um, you, know, you know, how many people are really going to be paying quarter million dollars for a flight to the edge of space? So we'll see. But they, they have other things they do, too. But this is a stock I know that uh, they went, I think they were about 20 they were $55 a share uh, back in June of last year, and they're eight do- basically $8 a share now. So keep an eye on it. It might be an overreaction, but we'll have to see. All right. Anyway, so we're going to wrap it up for today. Bill Thompson, T-Bill. Hope everyone's doing well. Talk to you again soon. Take care. See ya.